You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Having conversations about money is difficult. Having these conversations with your parents presents even harder situations and more complexity. However, most clients I work with are worried about their parents' financial security as they age and wonder what and how they might need to be helping them in the future financially, time-wise, and so forth. In my interview today, I'm exploring practical solutions and steps we can take to begin these conversations with our parents. My guest is Debra Jacobs, a financial coach and the founder of Money Smart for Life, who works with clients to help them overcome their blocks and barriers around money and reset them on the path of financial abundance and help them make decisions even in the later part of their life. She's going to share with us how to have a first conversation, what to say, what signs to look for, and even how to engage other financial professionals when you may not be having luck yourself. After all, mom and dad, we love you very much and only want to help. So tune in into our discussion.
Hello, Money Bosses. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I'm excited to connect with you. Today, we're discussing the importance of having the talk with your parents when it comes to their finances. I know we talk a lot about our own finances, but guess what? Parents have to do a lot with us being here on this planet Earth. And so um, it's a conversation that comes up a lot, at least in my discussions with clients. And so, first of all, I want to work, welcome my guest, Deborah, uh, Deborah Jacobs, to the show. Deborah, welcome. Thank you so much, Anna. I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited because I know you coach clients who are in that group or that, you know, life phase where they're a lot closer to retirement. So you actually get to talk, you know, to folks who are facing some challenges. Now, clients that I work with are on the younger side, right? And so they're mainly focused around their finances. But what does come come up a lot is uncertainty around this topic because nobody has really started a conversation, right? Or a few that yeah. did may have had roadblocks. So I'm excited for us to chat about how do we how do we open up this channel and what are some of the practical tools we can implement? Because yeah. I mean, I will confess right off the bat, but it's even difficult for me to talk about, you know, finances with my parents. And I am a professional and they know they paid for my school to do this. <laughs> it's so, difficult for all of us. Money, yeah. it's almost like if you cringe with the idea of thinking about talking about sex with your parents, which most of us do, it's probably even more difficult to broach the topic of money. Yeah. It's just a really hard thing to, to talk about. Um, and especially when parents are the ones who have raised you and guided you and see themselves as the maybe the authority, the person in the know, and yet they're maybe looking at a different phase of life and reaching an age where you're now the full-fledged, money-savvy adult and worried about them in terms of, you know, maybe you don't know, have any idea of what they've saved, what they've invested, what their finances are like, or maybe you do, and that has you especially worried, you know, if you don't think that they've saved enough and you might be really concerned about what you're going to be doing and spending in the future to Correct. support them so yes very all kinds of topic i know all kinds of angles so how do we how do we begin i mean i think that's the probably the first obvious question is um, you certainly shouldn't be doing this at the Thanksgiving dinner, but since we're a little far, <laughs> far away from that, at least this year, let's kind of gear, gear up maybe over, I don't know, Easter dinner or whenever, right? I think right. it's the conversation that you should have at any time. There's not yes. a specific date and the sooner you have it, the better. So yes. yeah, please, please. Yes. Share yes. So you're absolutely right. A family holiday is not the time to be bringing this up, but you can start small. You can talk, uh, you know, you can broach it by talking about friends. You know, I have friends whose parents got sick and, you know, or a parent passed away and the other parent had no idea about finances and was left in a really bad situation. And, I just want to know that you're okay. Um, are you willing to talk with me about what your plans are and and what shape your finances are in? 
And you can just start like that. Just do it as a as an expression of concern. Now, of course, this really depends on what your relationship is like with your parents. So if you have a close and loving relationship that's open, that you've talked about many things, it's going to be a lot easier. And if you have a fraught relationship, as many people do with their parents, that makes it a lot harder. And in that situation, you may even be more worried. Like, am I going to be responsible for you? Like, you know, I don't, I don't really know. So that's a little bit trickier. Um, so I would say if you have siblings and you have good relationships with your siblings, you want to get them in on the act so that it's not just you talking with your parents, but start small. You know, you can say, I've been thinking myself about a living will, um, a will, you know, estate planning. And have you put these things into place? Have you thought about power of attorney? Have you seen a lawyer about these things? You may not even know if your parents have a will or a trust. So that's something that you want to maybe start with. And then once you've talked to them about the legal documents and what their plans are, then you can get a little bit, you can wade a little bit deeper into the water of, you know, what's, you're approaching retirement. Have you thought about what you're, what you really want to do? How do you want to live in retirement? And again, I wouldn't necessarily start off with the money. I'd start off with like, what are your dreams and goals for retirement? Are you planning to travel? You know, are you, what, what's your plan? And when you get that, conversation going about what the vision is for the next phase of life, then you can talk about financing it. Like, mm -hmm. are you willing to talk with me about how you're going to finance this or, you know, what's going to happen with the house or, or what are your plans? I would just like to be there to support you. So that's one way that you can start it. I like the softer side, as you mentioning it, first to focus on the bigger picture, not bringing up the actual finance, the numbers, right? right. Because that they, that seems to be intimidating to a lot of people. Now, what happens um, if you're, you know, in a question, so you, you know, in the question that you pose, like, are you willing to have a conversation? You get a pushback. Like, how do you, that 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 might be something that will throw you off right because right. you're coming with intentions maybe maybe you're worried maybe you're just really curious and and want right. to know so how do how to come around if you're getting some rejection if you're getting it? pushback and your parents are absolutely not willing to talk with you about this in some cases there's really nothing you can do i mean they're adults and if they want to share their information they'll share it and if they don't they they don't have to, but you might want to ask them specific questions like, okay, are you, are you planning to downsize? Are you planning to sell the house? Um, you know, or, and you can also do it. You could, you could say something like, I can see you're not willing to talk with me. That's fine. Would you like to talk to a professional? Mm -hmm. You know, there are planners and there are financial coaches who do this work with people. And I can see that this is uncomfortable and it's uncomfortable for me too. And if you don't want to share the information with me, can I gift you a few sessions with a financial coach or with a planner mm -hmm. um, so that 
you feel confident that you're in good shape to do what you want. And if you're not, you can make, you can make adjustments. You can make some, some um, different plans for how you're going to finance what you want to do in retirement. I like that. I like, I like this idea of trying to find a third party that's sort of relationship neutral. I don't know if it's yes. even a thing, but it's like <laughs> someone. Absolutely. Who, yes. Actually, a lot of my clients, certainly not all of them. And I also, I work with people of all ages, but a good chunk of my clients are people in the 55 and up range. Mm -hmm. And some of them, um, the, my fee is paid by the adult children because they're worried about their parents. They're worried that their parents have never budgeted before. Mm -hmm. They're worried that their parents have never managed money well. And what they don't want to see is their parents getting into a situation where they can't, A, can't do what they want to do, or B, become dependent on them. Mm -hmm. And this is a very, very common situation. I think it's a huge fear of many parents to become dependent on their children and it's a fear of the children. You know, I mean, you might have your own children who you're wanting to save for college. You might have plans, you know, you want to save for your own retirement. What's going to happen if your parent or parents get sick? You know, what's going to happen if they need care? What's going to happen if their money runs out? And so much better to think about that now and plan for that now than to deal with it as most people do, which is in crisis. In crisis, exactly. How um, I know that in conversations with clients that I work with, so the children, um, like they, most people are like eager to know, okay, so how do I tell or how do I, uh, like starting conversations, one part, but how do I, you know, even observe? what is happening in my parents' life to even know that perhaps they're going to need some financial assistance, right? If this conversation is still hard to begin, what do you like, what are the signs? What do you look for that may give you indicators either way, right? right? Good or bad. Right. Well, some parents are very good at hiding it. (laughs) Um, you know, hiding, getting into financial trouble because they're embarrassed just as you would be if you're, you know, your parents consider you a successful professional and you managed as many people do to get into debt over your head or whatever, you'd be embarrassed to talk with them about it. And they're embarrassed to talk with you about it. And, you know, that's, human, that's just human. So what do you look for? Um, You look for signs of stress and signs Mm -hmm. of worry. You know, again, it all depends on your relationship with your parents. If you're very close and you see them often, you're going to notice this more than if you're not and you have a phone call, you know, once a month or you see them like once a year. Um, You want to look for things like, um, You could, if they're willing to go over their expenses with you, you could, you could look for like, are they buying things that they shouldn't be buying? Is Mm -hmm. their money going places it shouldn't be going? I mean, as people get older, those scammers really come in and, you know, uh, 
are very, very good at what they do. So you can look for it. You know, I have a, a, a friend whose mom started pulling away from the family. She, mm -hmm. there was a young man who she became quote unquote friendly with who started isolating her from the family. He started taking over, paying her bills. And, you know, it was a nightmare. Yeah. And so it, that's not a super common story, but that that can happen. So looking for signs of stress, um, looking for if they're willing to share their expenses, when you visit their house, looking for things like, you know, is the refrigerator stocked the way it ordinarily is? Or has that changed? Um, are they doing the same kinds of things they always did in terms of entertainment? Or have they stopped going to, I don't know, off the top of my head, to play golf or to, you know, do whatever it is they they did for fun? Um, are signs of stress showing up? Um, is you don't want to snoop, but you know, the mail that's coming in, does it look like there's mail from creditors? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, again, you know, this is, should all be on the up and up. It shouldn't be snooping. It shouldn't be looking through their things when they're not aware of that. It should be in partnership with them. Um, and you can also just say, I'm concerned, mm -hmm. you know, are you okay? And are you willing to share with me what's going on? And you, you might hear a story about getting into debt or, you know, plowing through money or not having saved enough or, you know, mm -hmm. any of those things. I was going to also add health. There's the overall health would be something to be on the lookout for because a lot of times that could be a, you know, additional stressor in someone's life. And if it presents, uh, financial burden on the top of what's, you know, already maybe difficult or maybe not, but that's probably one also big indicator. Yeah. Yeah. Financial stress and mental health are linked. I mean, there mm -hmm. have been studies that show that, you know, I think it goes both ways, but one affects the other. So I definitely think if you see signs of, you know, health deteriorating, maybe beginning signs of dementia, always a really hard thing to face in parents. Those are things you want to be on top of. Mm -hmm. So let's say that maybe perhaps you did find your parent in not so good of a situation. Um, yeah. They haven't really faced the issue. There's a lot to do. Um, they are not prepared for retirement or at, the, at least the retirement that they're thought. And there's a whole bunch of things to work on. So how, what do we do? Like, how do okay. you begin there? Yeah. So again, it all goes back to your relationship with them. If you have the time and the inclination and the relationship to offer to work with them, on their budget, on their debt, on whatever, you can do that. You can call the creditors and say, 
you know, with your parent there with you and say, can we make a payment plan for this? Um, you can you can take all of that over. If that's uncomfortable, if they're embarrassed, if they don't want to share that with you, that's when it's time for a professional. And so there are, let's let's talk about the three different kinds of professionals that can help. Mm-hmm. There are people like you who um, or people in your profession, planners, who can work with people who have significant assets and let them know you're okay for retirement or, you know, for the kind of life you want to live in retirement, you're short. So we have to think about some other ways of doing things. But you're looking at more of the big picture investment side of things. Is that, would that be a correct assumption? Yes. And two, also, you know, for those who don't have enough and they need to figure out a plan, I would be sitting down with them to figure out, you know, what's that plan is, what is it going to take? Where do you have to live? How do you spend? And and so forth. So it's investment component is, is part of of that, but not the only thing. Okay. Then there are people like me who are financial coaches who do that piece of it, mm-hmm. which is let's look at all of your numbers. Let's look at where you're spending. Let's get a budget system set up that works for your life. Maybe mm-hmm. you've never budgeted before. And the idea of budgeting is scary. And the idea of budgeting is overwhelming. We're going to get you through that learning curve. We're not going to do something super complicated. We're going to keep it pretty simple so you don't have to track every penny, but that you know, at least know where your money's going. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to talk about goals and values. What's your highest goal? What do you want to do the most in this next phase of life? And again, you know, maybe that's traveling. Maybe I have this dream that I'm going to travel, or maybe what I want to do is I have three kids in different parts of the country and I want to spend one third of the year living somewhere near one of them, one third of the year living near another and one third of the year living near another. Okay, how can we make that happen? You have not saved enough money to make that happen. So let's look at some creative things that we can do. And I work with clients to face some of those hard decisions. So it might be something that they've never dreamed of before, like taking a roommate in. Mm -hmm. Housing costs are huge. It might be they have this beloved house where they raised their kids. They never dreamed of selling it. It might be downsizing. Mm -hmm. It might be even thinking about talking to your children. This is a hard conversation on the other side for parents to have with kids about how much you want to leave a legacy to them, Mm -hmm. how much you want to leave money to them. But you may be looking at another 30 years, you know, you may be looking at another 25, 30 years. And if the only asset that you have is your house and the equity in your house, um, or maybe very little savings, you may not be able to do that. So from the parent perspective, having that conversation, or from the adult child perspective, one thing you could do is say, look, mom, or look, dad, or look, mom and dad, I know you want to leave me or leave us money. I get that. And I appreciate that. But you need that money. 
You know, you need that money to live. And I, I don't want you to feel badly that you're using the money that you've saved or that you're using the equity in your house to live. So that's a conversation that you can have with them. Another thing you can talk about is something that is changing a little bit. And that is the idea of a reverse mortgage. You know, Mm -hmm. if your parents have a lot of equity in their house, but have very few other assets, maybe it makes sense to take out a reverse mortgage. It's an expensive loan, but you have no, you don't have to pay mortgage payment. You're, you basically can live in your house for free. Now, if you eventually have to go into care or you die, your children, your heirs will either have to pay off that loan or sell the house. They will not have to pay more than what the house is worth. Um, and there's even a reverse mortgage product. And I don't, I have no financial, you know, um, connection with any of these. They're just tools that, that I think are worth investigating. They're not for everybody, but they're worth investigating. And that is that you could even sell your current home, downsize or move closer to your kids use that equity to buy another home and there's a reverse mortgage product that you can do that with and still end up with a line of credit so that if the boiler goes, you can pull from that and you can make payments if you want, but you don't have to. You know, imagine living really almost for the rest of your life with no housing payments. Now you still have to pay your taxes and your insurance and your upkeep and all of that, of course. But, you know, I mean, it's just another tool in the toolkit um, to consider. For sure. And one of the biggest questions for everybody who's going through the planning phase is, you know, end of life care, right? Or yes, when we refer to as long-term care. So it's like, first, that's something that our grandparents and parents We'll have to um, to go through and, and and be able to pay for that. But then, of course, the next generation. So example that you brought up with the reverse mortgage is frequently a tool to maybe cover those costs, right? Because That's right. They come, they come up late in later part of life. Right. Unless so if you have a long-term care policy. Right. So if the person wants to stay in their home and they don't have to pay a, a mortgage, you know, maybe there's money or from that line of credit that they can pull to have somebody come in and take care of them. Now, it's not going to last all that long if you need someone 24 seven. But mm-hmm. if you need somebody, you know, a few hours here and there, that might be a good way of doing it. So just again, something to talk about, something to think about, something to look at. Now, if if your parents, if you're lucky and your parents have very diligently put money aside and invested wisely and have a lot of money for retirement, then, you know, they might not need to worry so much about long-term care because they probably won't pull too much every year from those investments, particularly with social security, or if they have some kind of pension, depending on their lifestyle and how they live. So they have money that could cover that. Mm -hmm. If your parents are extremely poor and have no assets, 
then you can, you know, turn to the state, turn to the government. Um, it's the middle that's the, you know, that's hard. Um, and that's long-term care policy is great for it, but long-term care insurance is expensive. Yes. So, you know, all things to weigh out. Exactly. Um, I wanted to mention that if, because normally the conversation I'm sort of, or the response to a question um, I get from clients when I ask if there's, you know, dependents that they have to worry about, and generally it's children or parents. Um, and, you know, they're, that's the part where they're like, we're not certain, right? And most most defer to saying, all right, we probably have to be prepared to pay for, you know, whatever it is, long and, you know, end-of-life care, long-term care, living expenses. And so I try to highlight for folks that depending, like you described, depending where you are on the spectrum, right, you may be eligible for some programs and, right. and, and options and, you know, all of those things. It's just, it's just really starting the conversation. I think the, the whole point of our discussion today is to start to explore what's all out there so that you could be prepared, a lot more prepared, right? Without just having to worry and not know. Exactly. exactly. And I think what's really important, even before you speak with your parents, is to speak with your partner. Um, mm -hmm. Or if you're single, really sit down yourself and figure out what am I willing to do? What am I willing to do in terms of my time mm -hmm. and my money? Mm -hmm. Because caregiving is hard. And, you know, are you willing to have your parent or parents live with you? You know, do you have an in-law apartment mm -hmm. in your house or could you convert your basement into an in-law unit? Um, that could be a great option when it works for your family. If there's some toxicity there and that would never work, then take that off the table. Um, you know, most people don't realize that in many states in the United States, there are these things called filial responsibility laws. Mm -hmm. And that just means that let's say your parent goes into a nursing home, they could potentially come after you for the cost of care. Now, these are very rarely enforced. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are a lot of boundaries around them, but they still exist. And it probably makes sense to have a consult with an elder care attorney in your state who knows all the laws to find out, as you're thinking about what you're willing to do, to find out what you would be responsible to do, um, what to avoid. So for example, you want to be very careful about co-signing loans and about, you know, signing a nursing home document that puts you on the line for, um, mm -hmm. for paying for it. But again, consulting with an elder care attorney is a really good idea. And you know what? Even when your parents are youngish, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say they're in great health. They're 70 years old, maybe. And in great health, say, you know, I'm thinking about my future. I'm thinking about uh, the, your, my grand, your grandkids, my kids' future. 
Um, and you, I want you to stay healthy and happy for the next 25 years, right? Yes. And we hope hope that happens. But if it doesn't, I want us all to be prepared. Would you be willing to come with me for a consult with an elder care attorney? Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's, so what we were talking about before is that there were our financial planners. There are financial coaches who do all of this yes. work individually with people on budgeting, on looking at debt pay down, on looking at different ways of making that one dream, that one goal a reality. And then there's a third professional that you might want to consider at some point, not early on. And that's somebody called a daily money manager. That's a person who actually goes in and takes over the bill paying for mm -hmm. your parents, if that is not something that you want to do. And, um, you know, you obviously you find somebody who comes with a good reputation and is referred and all of that. But uh, there are people who who do that. They do it for busy professionals who don't want to be bothered with it. They do it for people in the military you know, who are away and just need all of their finances taken care of while they're deployed. And they do it for seniors who no longer want to or no longer are able to take care of their own finances. Yeah, totally. This is one one of those, um, I actually have had a number of clients who utilize services of daily money manager. So it's definitely, yeah. it's not a, like you said, it's not a one profession or expertise that's really widely talked about. So thank, right. thank, thank you for bringing that up. I was thinking about, this is true for me because I live in California and my parents are on the East Coast. My mom also spends quite a bit of time in, in Eastern Europe. So yeah. That the, like the the world is remote, right? And we're just like yes. coming out of COVID and pandemic. So the distance, there's this distance between you know people being able to travel and 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 all of that. Any thoughts around how like when you have a you know long distance relationship, or if your family is not close by, or parents, how like how do how to make it easier, right? Or how to even like, I was thinking about looking for signs or hearing, right? When you're talking to your yes. parents on the phone, like what's what's going on or, you know, so just like, how do we address this long distance relationship yeah. and just location of where yeah. everyone is? That's a tough one. It's much easier in person because, you know, body language, seeing all the signs over Zoom, you can see FaceTime, you can see some things, but you're mm -hmm. probably going to miss some things. And that's where I would have the conversation online and just say, you know, mom, I'm, or dad, I'm, I'm thinking about this for myself. I'm thinking about this for my family and your financial health is a concern for me. I just want to make sure you're okay. And can we talk about this or would you prefer I'm, you know, I'm happy to pay for a few sessions with a financial coach or mm -hmm. a financial planner for you to, to make sure um, that you're in a place that you feel good about for your next phase of life? Yeah, I, I, I like how you for introduce this third, the third party, somebody yeah. who is relationship neutral, because that's right, seems to soften up the, the tension that could potentially be happening. So yeah, yes. And let's not forget for many people, and let's talk about older generations, particularly, um, particularly for women, 
not in every family, but in many families, the woman was not the person who took care of mm -hmm. the finances. I just had a consult this past week with a lovely couple who is, you know, they're retired, they're selling their home, they want to move across country to be closer to children and grandchildren, and they have not paid much attention to their finances. Mm. And he is the one who has always paid all the bills and managed all the money. And she's a little bit afraid of it. I, I wouldn't say a little bit. She's a lot afraid of it. And I think that's a very, very, very common story. Mm -hmm. So again, either you could help and say, mom, you really need to learn this. You know, this is really important thing to learn how to do because God forbid something happens to dad. If you have a two-parent family, um, you know, you need to know the passwords, <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. you need to know how much is in the accounts. You really, you don't want to, you're going to be dealing with emo, uh, the emotion of it. And you don't want to be dealing with having to learn from scratch in that situation. And let me tell you, I work with a lot of clients who are in exactly that situation. There's mm -hmm. been a death, there's been a divorce, and they're starting from scratch relatively later in life. And it's, it's not easy. No, it's so, not. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's that's the stories I hear right. as well. That's when people show up at our doors too, yes. or you know, the, this is when things like we're operating crisis. I don't know. I've heard the statistic as a, a or saying this is a terrible, um, you know, description of how our society operates. But that's just the reality right. <laughs> of what's yeah. happening. So, right. but I'm glad we're having this conversation, proactively thinking about this and, and bringing up this topic. I'd love for you to share, Deborah, how um, our listeners can connect with you. Sure. I know you don't specifically address just these issues because you're a financial coach. You work on a lot of other things too, um, but it would be really good for everybody to know how to connect with you. Sure. So the best way to connect with me is to look at my website, which is Money Smart for Life. Um, that's F-O-R, not the number, moneysmartforlife.com. And you can find me there. And my contact information is there. If you'd like to send me an email, it's Debra, D-E-B-R-A, at moneysmartforlife.com. So those are the best ways. I mean, you can find me on Instagram at Money Smart for Life. You can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Deborah Jacobs. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Awesome. And we'll include this in the show notes too, so everybody Great. who's interested could reach out. I very much uh, enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much for all your insights. Any last minute closing thoughts for, for those who are like, okay, I'm ready to go do it. <laughs> Have a I talk would with just say, don't expect that it's going to go beautifully the first time around. It's sort of like chipping away at that stone to make the statue you know you got to chip 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 and then what was it michelangelo who said then the figure emerges yeah. so this can be look at it as a long-term project a long-term process hire help when you need the help if you don't want to deal with it hire somebody who can help you to deal with it and always approach it from curiosity and from a place of love and concern. I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about you. I really just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah. 
a nice way to close it. Thank you so much again for your time. Okay. Thank you. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.